Welcome back, Gloucester, to Fishtown Local. And you can tell in my voice the excitement because I've got one of Cape Ann's luminaries, a visiting superstar from the Southwest, our perennial Scrooge, none other than Mr. David Coffey. Bye, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he drives, too, a bah humbug. It's, uh, <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you here. You're right in the middle of the run. You opened last week, right? We did. We did. How were the reviews? Well, I've only seen two, but they've been positive, thank okay. goodness, so that's good. Well, you are a perennial classic, so what else can they say? <laughs> well, I'm going to engage you in a little background that's not screwed yet. Uh, you are from Texas. You yes, are an invertebrate TCU fan. Oh, yes. Go Frogs. Go Frogs. And that's Horny Frogs for the rest. Yeah, the you, Horny Toads. You got me to be one years ago in 2011 when, when I was Marley. To that's his, right. And um, th- they were up and coming, TCU, but they weren't superstars yet. No. Then they got their wonderful coach and their wonderful draft year. And two years ago, they were the team that was upsetting Everyone. That's right. And they lost that one game where they were ahead by 30 points to Baylor. I know. And, I was uh, there. You I was were, at that game. You yes. must have been going. There was 120 points scored oh, in that game. It was amazing. Oh. It was amazing. That was uh, Robert Griffin Jr. Uh, was playing for Baylor at that That's time. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then he yeah. went on to, yeah. And uh, But um, uh, that last year they weren't quite as good. They were heralded, but then they had yeah. some bad luck. And this year, of course, they they're they, rebuilding, as they yeah, say. They, you know, yeah. the thing you have to remember. Uh, I, I did a show earlier this year. We had a kid who, from Alabama that was there, Ooh. and I told him. He said, "He says, well, how's your team doing?" I said, I says, "Well, it's the rebuilding year." He says, "Well, we don't rebuild. We just reload in Alabama." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, but you I said think how many students you have down there too. You got everybody from the state going to school there." I said, oh. "Ours is a little private university. That's it's right. amazing that." They have done as well as well, they I have. I think how many Texas schools are competing for the oh, Texas Oh, you better kids. believe it. I oh, mean, man. Remember when Texas was a force? I think they'll be yeah. back someday. I do, too. I do, too. I remember uh, Texas playing Roger Staubach and Navy in the yes. 1963 Cotton Bowl. And I will say it was the one time I was in a room with a president uh, was I was at the 63 Army-Navy game. And, of course, JFK was in the stadium. I'll so be darned. I say we were in the room <laughs> together. And that was the game, Roger Staubach's last year. And Roger Staubach, the game came down to the last series, and Roger Staubach pitched it out, ran all the way around, and caught the winning touchdown yes. in the end zone. It was absolutely I tell you, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. Oh, Roger Staubach. Yeah. yeah. He really sort of reinvented uh, the, the Cowboys. He, <laughs> he sure did. And I mean, just a really great guy, too. He does a lot of good stuff down there. I said if the man had ever wanted to do anything – he could have been. He could have been oh, anything. Could've he could be. Yeah, yeah, he could have been governor. He yeah. could have been. You know, whatever he yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. Well, I also want to say something about you and knowing you and the experience of knowing you. I always felt like. Uh, so close to your mother. And I got to meet her at one of the shows. Yeah. She came east, and you introduced uh, her. And you're so funny, because once she was in the room, uh, she was just like the debutante. And you just were so <laughs> nice to her. And we all treated her the same way, and she was so happy. Well, she was something else. I tell you, she passed away a couple of years ago. But she, uh, we went to New York on her 90th birthday. And our friends from up here, Dick and Pat Burke, came down and met us in New York. And then all my TCU friends were there. And one of my uh, uh, couple, uh, he's the head of the theater department at TCU. He and his wife were up there. So we had a big TCU reunion, and Mother was there. And then we went to see a few shows. And uh, one of the shows we saw was um, 
on the town. Oh, the, you know, revival, revival they did. Yeah. And Jay Johnston, who was in that, he's from Fort Worth. And matter of fact, the fellow who was running sound for the show, he was a, worked at Cosmignano with me growing up. So it was old home week up there. We had the best time. <laughs> oh, that's but good. my mother, God bless her, she was able to live till the last day she, you yeah. know, the day she passed away. She had had a little spike in her uh, uh, blood pressure. And we went for her annual checkup and her blood pressure was going up. And she was on blood pressure medicine, been on yeah. it for years. But uh, the doctor said, well, I'm going to give you a pill, and we'll check it again in a few minutes. And he did, and it was still going up. And he said, okay, I'm taking you, sending you across the street to the hospital. He says, they have better drugs than I do. So (laughs) they got it down, and they gave us an extra pill for her. And we were checking it, and we made an appointment to go back and reevaluate her medication. So the morning we're supposed to go back, uh, she checked her blood pressures, and she told me what it was. And I said, oh, it's a little high. You need the extra pill, right? She goes, yes. So I went and got it, and I put it in her hand. She says, I can't see it. Oh. I said, we got to call the ambulance. And they got there, and they asked her what her name was. She could tell them, but they, she couldn't tell them what year it was or anything. Oh. And said, are you in any pain? And she says, well, I just have a headache, a little headache on my left side. Well, we got to the uh, hospital. It was a brain hemorrhage, and she was gone oh. when she got there. Um, but it was brain uh, pronounced brain dead. Yeah. And they came in right after that, and they said, we think she'd be a good donor. And they found a match for a liver of a 60-year-old man in New York City, and she was the second oldest donor they had ever had at 90 years old. So you're never too old. And so she lives on today? She lives on. She still lives on. That's right. Oh, my God. Well, it's good that she was actually not in pain right till the end. She lived that full life. Yeah, I mean, you know, You must get your young-looking gene from her. Oh, no, no, no. I was adopted, so I don't know who Okay. Uh, Some homeless person, I guess, for me. You got it from me. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Well, you are such a busy guy. I saw you. You were so funny as the whiny squeamy director and uh, oh, uh, singing funny. in the rain earlier this year is that the one that had the bama guy in it Did yes he was uh-huh. in that show yes. i thought uh-huh. so yeah yeah and uh, were you the director when it was done by richard stafford years yes. ago I, that, that was my third time to do the show here uh, okay it was the second show i did here as a matter of fact at the theater oh. that we came up my first season we did that show and uh, then when they did it years later that Richard did, I did yeah. it for him then. Yeah. yeah, That's where I met you. Because right. I was hired to you be the, the sound voice. engineer in and the, the movie. That's yeah. right. And uh, was, This is a talking picture. Yes, yes right. this is a, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, the, uh, uh, oh, that was such a fun experience. We did it up at that college in that beautiful room with the sword fighting. Oh, uh-huh, yes. Uh, I don't know if you were it's in It's a lot any easier now yeah. to do that. You know, when we yeah. first did the show, I remember that was a major operation to because they had the movie. To, yeah. They had to video it and then you know, literally do like videotape, and then they'd have to edit the oh, whole thing and oh, stuff to make the scenes. Yeah, the oh. one thing I don't know if you noticed this year or not, though. Usually, when they're doing those silent movie bits, they have just a piano underneath it playing mm-hmm. along. Well, Milton Granger, our uh, music director, he composed a score, and it was orchestrated. The oh. whole uh, silent film underneath was. that. Yeah. Oh, so that's the kind of thing you don't know. Uh, also, uh, I think the greatest scene I ever saw you in, besides when I was chasing you around, yeah. the, uh, uh, and uh, was I uh, that scene in Crazy for You, where you are drunk and you're in the men's room and you're doing with the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, the guy. Oh, Jeremy. Uh, uh, you mean the. Uh, the mirror scene? Yeah, so where you're both singing. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the song. And, uh, uh, um, that's, uh, 
A lot. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I got the hell that see that it's gonna send in. And then you trade lines. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's, that's right. it. What's oh wrong with that? Oh my God, that scene. Yeah, and the, your patience and the the two of you not laughing. I can't remember his name, but I remember the year after we did that, because I was the, uh, what was yeah. his name? The uh, Fodor. Guy. Fodor, yeah. Uh-huh. Eugene. And that's, I remember the- Jeremy, isn't that his name, I think? Uh, the guy, I think it was. Yeah. And But I remember the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Macy's. I come down, we turn on the TV, and there he is in the red suit doing White Christmas. Oh, and my And he's the gosh. opening item on the Macy's Day Parade internationally, and there he is. <laughs> was, was it Jeremy or Jeffrey? Whatever. Jeffrey Denman. Jeffrey Denman. That's exactly. his name. Exactly. Winner, winner. We got our gun. And I remember once the guy from who works up at a gunquit had done the Broadway role. He came down to see Jeffrey and he was all hanging around with all of us and talking to him. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. his name. But. Was it Kirby? Yeah. Kirby Ward? Yeah, Kirby Ward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. I just saw him do it again this summer at Regal. Uh, I did really? when I did Singing in the Rain the first time. Kirby was directing the show and also played Don Lockwood, the, oh, the yeah. Gene Kelly part, yeah. and his wife played Lena Lamont in uh, that production. You're kidding me! And she did something that none of the other Lenas that I've ever worked with have done. But this is just because she's she's just so wonderful. Anyway, Bev Ward is her name, uh-huh. but. She would do her one song, which is not in the movie. It's uh, called What's Wrong With Me. You know, what's wrong with yeah, right. me? She's got you that, know, that, singing that nasal voice. thing. Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand him. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. But what she would do in that song uh, is she would come in, and usually it's, she's sitting in her boudoir or her dressing room, and she's either drinking or whatever. It's the way it's usually done. But she would do it. She would come in, and she'd start taking off her makeup. And by the end of the song, it's like she's taking out falsies. Yeah. And then she's taking off her wig, (laughs) and she's, like, you know, taking off the eyelashes. And at the end of it, she's, like, in bunny slippers and a chenille robe (laughs) and cold cream on her face. And she's going, what's wrong with me? And she goes, nothing, you know, at the end of it. It was a great bit. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, um, roles. What other roles do you reprise I put it this way. You've done Scrooge 20 times now? 21? Oh, uh, here I've done it. This is my 23rd year 23rd. to do it here. Yeah. And then I've done it other places, too. What other roles have you done multiple times? Uh, let's see. I did, uh, I've done uh, Tevian Fiddler over like four decades. And then... Um, so, uh, 20 times. I mean... Oh, no, I've oh. done that many times. Yeah. Just, you know, like once a decade or something, okay, it seems fine. like. Oh, I see. And then I've done... Um, let's see here. I've done... Uh, it's a tough question. I don't well, want to front. You know, yeah. I've done Forum several times. Yeah. I've done um, uh, No No Nanette several times. I've done Showboat a few times. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Boy, Forum, you must be just, that's such oh, a great fun. part. Yeah, what yeah. a fun show. What, and there's lots of great parts in there. Man, yeah, they, they all are. They all are. all great. It's a comedy tonight, as they say. <laughs> well, what have you done this year? You've had a busy schedule this year, too. I have. 16? I, I did one show. Uh, I'd never worked at this theater. It's a little theater in Dallas. been around forever called Theater 3. And it's in what they call the quadrangle. And I laughed when I walk into the place because the seating, it's in the round, but it's kind of offset the seating in a square section. I think of that line from the producers where he said about the man who invented theater in the square where nobody had a good seat, you know? (laughs) But uh, I did a production of Light Up the Sky, uh, 
this uh, year. Kaufman's, yeah. yeah, show. And then I did uh, our Shakespeare Festival there at TCU in Fort Worth. And this year we did, let's see here. We did Midsummer Night's Dream, and we did The Winter's Tale. Oh my God! And in rep, so you're doing yeah, both in of repertory. Them. Yeah. Wow, is that hard? Because you probably had two pretty good parts. Is that really hard to do two at once? Like uh, that? It depends. Literally, it depends on the roles. They try to do it where you have a big role in one show and a small role. Fine. They try to yeah. do that, but it doesn't always work out that Especially way. Especially with you. Sometimes yeah. I was going to say, usually I get caught with a medium-sized role That's in right. both shows, and yeah. it's like, good lord. You know, so-and-so over here is getting paid the same money I am, and they have three lines, and I'm having yeah. to learn all this crap, you know. But, um, but once the show starts, you're glad to have lines. It's well, like yeah. portfolio. Except, yeah. except on, uh, we have, I think, Sundays are the only times we do both shows on one day, mm-hmm. and that's tough. Did that's you do tough. a matinee today? A morning? I did a morning show. Morning uh-huh. show. Oh, Christmas. And then Carol. tonight at night? Or no, not? nothing no? Oh, tonight. That's nice. Not till Friday. Uh-huh. I love the schedule yeah. here. We do usually. Now, next week is a different story. Our last week of the run, they're cr- trying to cram them all together. So we do so a Tuesday do. morning. Then Wednesday, we do a morning, evening. Thursday is morning, evening. And Friday is morning, evening. So uh, we'll get a little extra money, days, but it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a way to go out. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. you, you're worn out. Send you home tired out. You know? <laughs> I remember it well. All those yes. buses pile in there, and it was really... But it's great. It is great. And we're doing the talkbacks afterwards. They started this week with yeah. the kids. And I mean, I I was very impressed with some of the kids with their questions and things. You know, sometimes you get the usual, you know, how you learn those lines yeah, or yeah. type thing or oh, whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, how do they make the... Uh, <laughs> the bombs go Yeah, up. how do they make the, the, <laughs> the explosions and stuff like that. But I mean, they, they had some very insightful things. Uh, we had some tech staff there yesterday. And I remember one kid, he asked, he says, he says, what do you do with the old costumes. He says, don't throw them away. I'm sure they're worth a lot of money. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And I, and the uh, costume designer, she was there, and she said, well. Joanna? Or? Yeah. yeah. Well, not Joanna oh. now, but uh, the woman who's there now, um, Paula. And she said, she's very seldom do we throw anything away. She <laughs> says, when we throw it away, believe me, it <laughs> it's it, it is time to go. Well, exactly. it's funny. We were talking about newspapers and how they've had to reduce a lot of their size and frequency and all that. But in a way, I've noticed the shows at NS. SMT have had to do that too, where they prioritize maybe they can get bigger crowds at less number of shows and yeah. they don't have to fly as many flights. Yeah. But kind of like the newspaper industry, the reality of putting on a Broadway theater is that's a lesson that um, not the old John Kimball group, but the group that came in at, between him well, didn't dif- learn. Also, it's a difference between that was a nonprofit theater and this is a for-profit That's theater. Right. And so he's, yeah. So no, we did. We it's did. all contract staff, a lot of the yeah. tech, not having yeah. people full-time. They're not, they're not on staff, yeah, yeah full-time. Well, and the same thing with the actors uh, on Singing in the Rain. Our right. original uh, contract yeah. was we were uh, – scheduled to do three week run and we were in rehearsals the first week and the third the last week of our run was going to fall on Labor Day. And they he only started out with four shows that week. He was going to get four shows out of us and then, you know, if it's selling well then you can add on yeah. shows. But Two of his shows were selling really good, and two of them weren't selling uh-huh. at all. So he says, we're going to cancel the third week. Yeah. So And he had to make that call early because yeah. if he didn't, then he would have to pay us anyway. And the sad thing about it was, you know, 
the second week, by the end of the second week, people we had people sitting on the the benches at the back, which yeah. I hadn't seen in years. In you years, know? yeah. But, they did for crazy for you, yeah, because that was before the fire, yeah. And that was remember you could get twenty two hundred people in there when all the <laughs> circular thing was filled. <laughs> but I said, you know, it was it was nice, and they could have sold that third week, but he didn't know oh, in time, and he, right. he had to cancel yeah. it. So, you know, that's yeah. one of those iffy things. Yeah. But I was thrilled because I did a West Side Story too, and that was a three week. Run wow. and we did one school show with that one. Who were you in West Side Story? I played Doc, oh, and okay. that was my third uh, time to do oh, the show there too yeah, of yeah. that one. And then uh, this show we do a three week run. But like I said, the last week they're just trying to cram it all in instead of spreading it out, like to get us out in yeah. time. You well, know, I get understand. home at Christmas. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I like that. But uh, you know, I remember a wonderful moment I had working with you. Well, I always enjoyed. So much when that thing where you'd go like this and suddenly you'd be up in the air flying around. <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> I know I break every rule in theater, but where I would be slightly different every night. And uh, a lot of actors aren't. They'll do it exactly the same way. And I remember sometimes I would sort of have you leaning this way or that. And I would try to go out of my way to really scare you. <laughs> a couple of times I thought I did. But Whoa. I remember one time I would go up and the bombs would go off and they would go off just before you got there. And so the pyro, and then, you know, no big deal. But I remember one time, the computer missed the cue. And the cue went by, and I was like this, and I didn't move, no. and I went, oh, no. If And I started to go up late, and I said, what if that pyro goes, goes off, off on time? Yes. And it did. And I remember it was the one time I went like that. I put my hands over my face, which was hard because you're holding chains. You got the chains, exactly. you know. Yeah. And I remember the thing exploded, and I felt it on my face, but it wasn't. It didn't hurt me. Yeah. And but I remember thinking, thank and God. the sound though, yeah. you went deaf. I'm sure. Oh, for a I moment. went deaf. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was pretty loud anyway, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's one of those little, you know, what's the word? Occupational hazards. Oh, you bet. <laughs> you, know? you bet. But it was so great working at North Shore. Just the way they looked after you and. I you tell know. you, and and what was nice about the place too, and what still is to a certain extent, there's a lot of people that work there that started there mm -hmm. oh, when they were sure. like right out of college, yeah, you totally. know, and that's what's kind of neat to see yeah. people that have grown up there that are that remain, and then some of them, I mean, we've had marriages between yeah. some of them. It's like you <laughs> oh. know, and then they have children. It's yeah. like we got you know. This theater caused all yeah. this, and my goodness, you know, who yeah. knew? Well, they're probably lower down on the scale, because I do miss some of the old faces. John LaRock. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is know, doing great out in California. In California. I yeah. think he totally did more than land on his feet. He landed in a post. Well, and he's he's, work, he's working for the city. It's a city job, basically. Oh, he's, he's not in theater? He's running this oh. theater complex. Uh, it's a like a big civic auditorium yeah, thing they have there. And so he uh, manages that, but it's he says... At 5 o'clock, I can just go home. And he says, okay. what a concept. And you he know? doesn't have to worry. But Well, I remember him in Crazy For You, where I remember I did eight shows there total, not all uh, uh, musicals, uh -huh. um, because I did Miss Nelson is Missing as a kid show. Oh, where they, I remember that. They hired grownups. Yeah, I, I had two that. lead songs. It was great. But I remember uh, some of the other shows, including the second Singing in the Rain you did, where he would watch, but he didn't watch every show. Oh, no. But Crazy For You. Every single show. He came out. He didn't take any days off. He watched every minute of the run. And he just said, I remember saying to him, well, you know, it's funny. I see you out every day. He goes, the best cast 
we've ever had on any show. It's just I can't stop watching well, these and people. And the show is so good. I oh. said, and the thing to me in that show, I've always said this. I said, if you were late, if you had a bad reservation at the restaurant and you're running late and you get to the theater late and then you, know, you get a call from the uh, babysitter and you have yeah. to leave early, I said, if you just see the – the I got rhythm. The end of the first act. Oh, I said, God. "You already got your money's worth." Oh my God! I said, "The rest oh. of the show is gravy." I mean, that you know. was was that Susan? What's her name? Susan original, Stroman. Yeah, her original. Yes, he just choreography. Well, yeah. he's so good anyway. Richard Stafford. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, he's a better dance director than a director. Although I loved him as a director. He was yeah, great. Yeah, I've worked with Richard. I've done, uh, I guess, three or four shows with him. The first show I did with him was Evita, and oh. uh, years ago. And then uh, we did that was, I guess, the second was. Uh, Crazy for you, and then I did a singing in the rain with him oh, twice, with him. also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a dear guy, and like I said, he did. And his other show is Cats, and he's, well, he's done great. forever. You know, when we did, oh, he did the Cats, yeah. in New York, yeah, yeah and he he, did, he yeah. directs that all yeah. over the place too. That's yeah. another one of his shows. Well, um, uh, I was going to say I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> uh, you know, our director when we did the one year they went out of biz and we did it up in New Hampshire. Yes. that guy, John McGinnis. He's the one who hired me to be Marley. Oh, yeah, he, um, he went on to do the Canadian Olympic extravaganza on opening night. He sure so did. not a bad gig to have after us. You it better was. believe it. And he, he probably thought it was easy after yeah, us. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> well, I miss also Beth Vasta. I yeah, she's like Beth wonderful. Vasta, I guess you say. Yeah. She was just so understanding and Matt Kidd oh. and all those guys. And yeah, Matt Kidd. Yeah. I, saw, I just saw something from him I did the other too, day. Yeah. His house was just decorated, I think, for Christmas. He was showing. Uh, he said like it was that. finally done or yeah. whatever. And I saw an, out, an exterior shot <laughs> yeah. of his home. But, you know, that was another era in a way. Uh, you know, the first time I ever went there, period, I went in 1973. And what I you saw see? Shakespeare. And it was not a giant theater. It was on the floor. There was no raised stage. Oh, wow. And we were in circular, but it was way smaller. And I saw King Lear. And out comes this guy. And who do you think it was? He was Darth Vader. It was James Earl Jones as a young man. Or he wasn't young, but he wasn't. Well, he wasn't old either in 73. No, No. in 73. So he came out and nobody had heard of him. And, of course, everybody was back on their heels afterwards. With the voice like, of God. Who was this yeah. guy? And he came out. He was just hanging CNN. around. CNN. Yeah. yeah, you hear <laughs> Can't. And they, mm, they, that show too, they did a talk back at, they made such a big deal about Kent. And uh, when I saw, last time I saw Lear, they threw away Kent. You can't. You can't. And no. Kent is a whole, st- people write books about him. Yeah. That, you know, even when rejected by Lear, he He's still the good won't guy. leave yeah. his post. That's right. Yeah, That's right. I saw it where they were building up Gloucester, of all people, who was, <laughs> you know, like the mayor, you know, and Kent is over, you know, just so. Well, I did the show two years ago. I did Lear. And... Uh, that was oh my gosh! Where was that? That St. was Louis? At, no, that was back at, at uh, TCU at the uh, Trinity Shakespeare Festival. Oh, oh, at TCU. And I okay. mean, that was an amazing thing. Yeah, an amazing thing to get to do. Uh. And I still, I still haven't conquered it, you know. But yeah. I tell you, it was one of the most. Uh, fulfilling things oh, that I'll I've bet. ever done. I bet you could do it ten straight years and be learning something about the oh, character each time. By the end, no doubt about it. Who was your fool 
<laughs> Roger Staubach. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> a wonderful actor named uh, Blake Hackler, a gentleman who uh, teaches at Yale. Oh, uh, he, his, yeah. his, he's on the faculty at SMU in Dallas, but he does summer work up in, uh, at Yale. Matter of fact, one of the girls in our company in Christmas Carol, she was up there last summer, and she took his class. And she, I saw on the program where she had done a summer thing at Yale. I said, did you ever meet Blake Hackler? She goes, yeah. he was my teacher. I said, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. That's great. He also is a playwright. And he just finished directing a show in Dallas. I don't know if they've done it up here yet or not. Have you ever heard of the show 10 Out of 12? I guess I haven't. It is oh. a play about people doing tech for oh. a play. Oh. And it's a 10 out of 12 rehearsal, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right, right. And the audience, they get headsets. And the audience hears what they're calling and all the conversation going on on the oh, headset. That must be fantastic. The tech is yeah. as they're trying to do the show. <laughs> They said it's it's the devil to try to take the show itself because it's like okay now is that the script or are you just saying that you know what is it you know <laughs> is that the yeah yeah no improvs please exactly <laughs> and I'm going to do a show this uh, next uh, spring winter I guess it'd be uh, in Dallas of Electra the uh, oh, Greek tragedy but yeah. it's going to be done uh, interactive and it's. I thought it was going to be done in this theater building, but it's going to be done in this plaza area between. There's a a theater, there's an opera house, and there's a symphony hall. And all through this, it's going to be at a multiple uh, location thing. And the audience will all have headsets. And as they go from place to place, they will be getting little bits of narration before they go to each oh place God. they go to. So it's, it's like the director's cut when you're watching Seinfeld. Or something, <laughs> yeah, you know, you but it's the, I'm really yeah. excited about yeah. it. I saw uh, they uh, went to Denver last year to see a production of Sweeney Todd, and there's a uh, production they were doing there called Sweet and Lucky, which was an interactive show. Mm-hmm. And you enter the place. It was a warehouse. And in this warehouse, the storyline was there was a woman who owned an antique store who had passed away. And so when you came into the building, there were four offices in the front, you know, of this warehouse that they had made little like an antique shop. Each room was filled with antiques. You'd go look at those and all that. And then they handed out umbrellas to everybody. And the first scene, double doors open, and you walked into the warehouse, and there was a cemetery, and it was raining. And you went to the funeral for this lady. And there was this music that they played. They passed out music to everybody to sing. And it was kind of like a hymn, you know, kind of sounded familiar, but not really type of thing. And then they would split the audience up into going these different places. And one of the places they had was where she met her husband. It was at a, a, a swimming hole, which they yeah. had created. They had uh, another scene was a winter scene where they took her love letters and they were shredding them and it would make snow that would come, come down. down on the scene. They had a house that had four rooms and each room was a different decade you oh. went through. And then they had a kitchen where they were baking in there and stuff. And then you went to an attic set where you saw some of the same antiques you saw at the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. show. Oh. And then at the end of this evening, everybody came back to the cemetery again, and each one of these places they'd been had a soundscape. And when you got back at the end of the evening, you got the music again to sing, and you realized this song was all of these these sounds you've been hearing all night, these bits of music put together into this one piece to make a thread of this woman's life. See, that's using the different 
arms of theater to yeah. create the whole piece. That scene, that sounds a little like your scenes with uh, Lee Barrett in uh, Screws, where <laughs> he's taking you back to see the some of those. It scenes. was, yeah. yeah. Now is Lee and Cheryl? They are still yes. there, both yes. superstars. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and share the dressing room. Yeah. I sure will. Yeah. yeah, I got to tell you a great story from Sunday. Cheryl was going through the lobby, and there was a lady out front. As I said, they, she'd been to brunch, I guess, because she was lit to the yeah, gills and red faced, and she had two friends with her and the two friends were kind of trying to decide whether to keep her outside or let her go back in <laughs> and Cheryl walked by and she kind of looked at her and she said well Merry Christmas and the lady looked at Cheryl and said yeah <laughs> and I said yep that's our crowd that's boy crowd here well now most of the parts you get do you audition or do they call you up and say David I've been thinking about you for months in this part so usually it's uh, either they'll call me or I will send them an email if I see something in a season that I would like to do or that I have done yeah. before, and I'll send that to the producer or whoever yeah. you know, artistic director, and say if you can use me, let me know. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't do a lot of. Well, auditioning. you've auditioned for them already, so to yeah. speak, because you've done whole parts and whole shows. Yeah. That is yeah. terrific. See, that's how I got the part with Marley. I didn't have to audition. You've done it. I loved it. You said I was in like Flynn, but then the next director came yeah. and brought his Marley in That's without right. an audition. Always so, happens. Yeah. And now that fella, uh, Freddie Campbell, who did it for several years, he's now he didn't do it this year yeah. because he's doing uh, Cagney on uh, Off Broadway. Yeah. And uh, this year we actually have Will uh, is doing Will May, I guess his last name is doing uh, Marley, Marley yeah. and he did Jean Valjean. I said, I've never had oh, a leading man playing Marley, Marley. you know, before. Oh. So, but one of the reasons too is his girlfriend's in the show, so they got a good package deal, I'm sure. <laughs> What's the so. girlfriend? Ensemble? Brittany, yeah, Brittany Morello. Ensemble. She's yeah. doing, well, she's actually doing, um, She's doing Belle and Meg, oh. Oh, which we go. did one other time. Yeah. We combined the two. Yeah, You know, going back to that Susan Stroman number at the end of Act One of Crazy For You. Yeah, I got rhythm. I got to tell you, I, I got rhythm. And then... Um, Remember they had the garbage can yes. lids and the parts? I, I would come out every night, even though I was done, and just watch that. It's just like John LaRock. I just could not get over no. how good and how talented those people were. Remember one of them, that big tall guy, I can't remember his name, but he had just gotten a part in Spamalot. <laughs> and because somebody dropped out of the original cast and he was off after this to do Spamalot. And I never knew what happened to him. So, <laughs> Well, I never saw I, I never got to see Spamalot until it went out on the road. So yeah. I didn't oh. get to see it in New York. Yeah. Now, have you done many shows on Broadway or in New oh, York? Oh, never. Yeah. Never. Never even had an inkling to want to. Yeah. Just because you're getting sucked into the meat grinder and well, you, you, you know start with so people that don't know you. Well, and... what's so sad to me, because I, I have so many friends that do Broadway all yeah. the time. But first of all, you know, it still doesn't pay that great unless no. you're a, a huge star. You have to live there. And I was going to say, yeah. it ain't cheap no. to live there. And secondly, shows nowadays, they're not, people don't play roles anymore. They play, they do tracks. Right. And oh, so yeah. shows by and large yeah. are not written uh in a fashion that you you say, oh, I really want to play that, that part, character, you know? yeah, yeah. Because right. it's, it's there's only a few of those that are right. written for a show yeah. nowadays. You know, nine times out of ten, it's okay. I'm I'm doing this part, and then I got to go change costumes, yeah. and I've got to do this part. It's almost like that. What is it? The uh, <clears throat> Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Yes. I mean, when I saw the people yes. coming in and out of that, that's what you're. T 
tracks, yeah. as you say. And it was like I, I didn't feel like I knew them. Yeah. I mean, even Scrooge, you feel like you can get inside of. Oh, you, know? you do because yeah. I mean, you know, with that character, you, you yeah. follow the whole arc. Yeah. yeah. And with Gentleman's Guide, like I said, for the general, the fellow who was playing. Uh, the one who was killing everybody off yeah, or right. whatever, he had an yeah. arc. But the uh, the other guy uh, that got yeah. to play all the, the parts that got killed off, yeah, I mean, yeah. that was just... That was just showing off, you know. It was, it yeah. was so much fun, oh, yeah. but it was showing off. Well, when you ride the airplanes <clears throat> and they show you the Broadway Channel, so many of the parts are like that. Yeah. Now I haven't seen Hamilton, but uh, it seems like we're going to get a spate of imitation musicals on the way. Yeah. After that, and I, I got to be honest, uh, did you see it? No. Uh, are you kidding? Either. I can't afford to see that. Well, not only that, but I have no desire to see it because well, I would like to see it. But as I a, mean, as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. I'd but, love to see it, but I mean, yeah. I, I've seen. Uh, I guess I've. I've just heard it. Uh, they were playing on Broadway Channel one time on yeah. radio. I heard they did the whole you know album I listened to, but I, I haven't seen the video. They said there's, I think it's supposed to be on PBS, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, every time I see a tune, they're almost every song seems identical, and the dance. That's things, that rap thing too. It's a know? rap thing, yeah. and the dance moves are exactly the yeah. same. And uh, so I wasn't sure. I don't know. I guess but, if somebody gave me a ticket. <laughs> but as the old joke, you know, as the old saying goes, you know, if that. If that gets people in the door, you that's know, it. that's it's, oh, it's, it's beating it, down it, the door. You'll be their entry yeah. drug. You know, yeah. it's like you know. Well, the other one that. that's like that's the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Do you see it? No. Okay. I haven't seen that one. I'll well, tell you maybe the one you you've got to see. I'll tell you if yeah. you haven't seen it, something rotten. Oh, you I've heard about that. Got yeah. to see. Where'd you that see that? Show. I saw it in New York oh, last year. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, but the thing about Book of Mormon, it is. It is, I don't want to call it a parody. It's almost like Donald Trump in that he <laughs> wants to tear down what being a president is and what running was. Well, same with this. They are not doing a send-up. They're doing a bonfire of a musical. And they're doing it in a way that is so funny that you are laughing in spite of yourself. It's so disgusting and revolting, the lyrics of the song. And you're still uh, laughing at it, though. And you're laughing at it, and yet it is an attack on the musical. That's why, as a student of it, you'd be fascinated. You'd be fascinated to see how well it works. Yeah. And yet, when you walked out, you'd be going, I don't know if I like the whole idea. Because that guy, Trey, uh -huh. what's his name? They did uh, uh, the, um, what was it? Uh, he also did the, the Fox one, show. I can't remember the uh, the one that North Korea tried to uh, yes. wreck Sony over. That same kind of thing. You know, if it was a question of insulting the guy or exploding his head, you know, I think that's why Korea was so upset. Well, same with this. They couldn't just, ex you know, blow up pop a balloon, the yeah. musical, they had to explode it so that the guy's contents of his head are all over the theater wall figuratively speaking. Uh -huh. I mean, when the podcast is over, I'll tell you some of the lyrics that were in there. I couldn't do it over the air, even yeah. if you if it is allowable. And and yet, when you're listening, you don't even hear the lyrics until you go, what are they saying? <laughs> and, <laughs> but again... And you put it to music where you go, oh, yeah, it's oh, kind yeah. of fun. And it sounds so like a Broadway musical, yeah. too, the music. And yet, the thing is so... I mean, yeah, it was funny. It was funny as hell. But you could... All the people there were all young people. They were all millennials, and they were all couples, guys. And now, when do you go to a theater where you see as, mo as many guys as girls? Yeah. No. And uh, no old people in that, uh, no blue hair. Uh -huh. And that's the stock and trade of the musical biz. And yet, this was all millennials. It was all couples. It was all the latest thing, because that's what the yeah. internet was feeding them. So, But that's what I was going to say about when the... Um, 
and we got to wrap up soon, but when the intermediary North Shore Music Theater group took over, Barry Ivins. Yes. I think the biggest mistake he made was he got off the traditional musicals. And the traditional musical crowds, they want a while, they want My Fair Lady and Guys and Dolls. Oh, yeah. You know, they want all these ones. They want to see Les Mis for the 14th time to see how it differed from the 13th time. But Barry, uh, it was all high school musical and contact and sort of more new musicals. Yeah. And I think, and he did like one old one that year. And I think he kind of lost the thread of the of the audience of that. Well, he did, and I think, but I the biggest problem that I heard with Barry was he just didn't do any fundraising at all. Oh, was the problem. You oh. And you know, that's when you're, right. When <laughs> the you're tickets that, don't pay. I was going to say, when you're that far in debt, you got to <laughs> yeah. go out and start oh. raising some money, and evidently they didn't yeah. do that. Last question: um, Have you done any theater by the sea? Uh, no. What's his name? Bill Haney's. I haven't. Theater. I haven't. No. I, I had a friend who worked down there years ago, way before Bill had it. Uh, and I just went down to visit him for a day, and he showed me the theater. I didn't actually see a oh, show there. Yeah. But it was, it's one of those old barn theater types yeah. is what it is. He, but they said that this summer they did get air conditioning, so they were thrilled they told <laughs> oh, me about it down yeah. there. But. <laughs> That's great. Well, I see him on the Equity website. Uh, yeah, but evidently they're says. doing very yeah. well. Yeah. And he, I understand he just bought another place. Oh, and I forget where it is, down yeah. in Connecticut or someplace yeah. or New Jersey. But he, his dream was to... Try to get a circuit eventually. I was going to say like to, to rotate do. the show so yeah. you only pay once to create them. Yeah, but that hasn't really worked. That hasn't really happened, you know, between Theater by the Sea and North Shore. Oh, well, the, I mean, it's different. Yeah, uh, except he does. He is able to use about. He'll use about half his cast, and then he'll use the same artistic person like the director to of come course. in that's right. uh, and some of the same designers so i mean he is saving and the audition some guy things. kevin hill does uh, yeah. is the producer for yeah all so yeah. i mean they he does save uh some uh resources yeah. and money that way yeah but uh oh and i'm sure th- an administration is, it's kind of like you do it at a theater by the sea and then you kind of do the the in, improved or upgraded yeah. version for North Shore. That's right. And, and then also you're changing for in the round, yeah. too. But yeah. Yeah. but the whole idea is, you know, down there, the costs are so much less than they are oh, here. Oh, I'm sure they are. I, my favorite Bill Haney moment is when we opened uh, on our thing and we did the big party and John Kimball and everybody came. And Bill Haney came up to me and he gave me a big hug and I really hadn't met him. And he goes, I want to fly. I want to fly. <laughs> and uh, can you teach me to fly? And I said, sure, let's go. And then whoever the technical director was there. It might have been the director. And they were going, well, that'll be about 4500 bucks for them to fit you with your own oh, your thing and the insurance. We're going to have to get separate insurance just for your one flight. And we'll have to get a second harness. And, have it. and they had to have a guy fit me. Because when oh, they yeah. did, I said, we weren't allowed to touch the settings on the harness. You're after. right. One thing I did that I ZFX. loved in flying, because I was a, uh, a sailor, is that I learned how whenever they'd spin me to the sides, I figured out a certain way. If you pulled it a certain way, you could spin and always be facing the people that you were going yeah. to instead of you got your back to this side and your yeah. face to that side. Well, if you had those those chains, that helps guide you, too. You and, could use but it, it wasn't a pull on it. It was actually raising it. Uh-huh. That allowed you to spin like an airplane, and so I got so that I could just scare the hell out of the people. Because when I come in, I go right, <laughs> and right over their heads. And people said to me, "Like, oh man!" But well, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard flying. It's yeah, because it's hard. you it's have to so work so fun. hard to get, get upright. Your body. Yes. 
because you're you're naturally you just kind of slump with you that thing behind you. Want to be a sack of potatoes? Yeah. That was the hardest thing was keeping that because it's not like Superman flying where it's lower on your back. Yeah. So you'll fly like that, you know, yeah. at an incline. Instead, you were as you say, straight up and down like a bag of potatoes. And I, I flew posture. two years. They had me fly right at the end of the first act, and so I would run off stage and take off my. Uh, robe and my nightshirt, and I would step into the harness, oh, and they'd cinch me in there. Right I'd, away, yeah. I looked like, you know, Christmas package. They'd tied <laughs> me up. I mean, I was crunched like this, you <laughs> know, and then throw a different uh, nightshirt and robe on that had an opening at the back for the line, and then I'd That's come right. up the vom, and then I would fly at the very end of the first act, and I told him, I said, well, I'm glad to say I did it, but now I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> I don't have to do it. Well, I love the launch, because nobody <laughs> was looking, and I'd be up on that platform, because you had to sneak up so yeah. quietly, yeah. all dressed and hooked up and everything, and you get up there, and everybody was misdirected to you over yep. there, and then suddenly he's going, here he comes, <laughs> and I come from behind, and all these heads, I just whip around. It was just great. The problem with up there is you'd lose track of where. Things door, were. door one was. Exactly. And they they said, well, look for the green light or whatever. Yeah. And so I got forget trying to look anywhere. Forget looking at you. Go for that <laughs> green light wherever it was. That's where you're next to So, all right. Well, David Coffey, we could talk for three hours. <laughs> and we've probably already been too long. I'm looking at our engineer. I want to thank him, Jim Capillo, who does the, you've heard of my pillow? Well, this is my capillo. So I just. Atta boy, Jim. That's it. So we will say. It has been nothing but a pleasure. David Coffey, thank you so much. Everybody go see Scrooge in The Christmas Carol this year, next year, and the year, and the next 10 years. Go see David Coffey and tell him Gordo say That's right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bad humbug. Oh, 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 oh.